Why, hello there. We are now on an episode, and I'm not going to label them anymore by numbers. I'm just going to call them titles. So today, we're going to call this one Being Creative. And yeah, you're probably going to listen to this, and if you know me, you're like, you're already creative, Jackie. That's like part of who you are. I'm not creative. I have no creative bone in my body. I highly doubt that. I think everybody is creative in their own way. And I think that it's basically our inner child. I think our inner child wants to like jump out of our bodies and say, do this, this is amazing. But the adult in us is like, nah, 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 nah. You have to be responsible. You have to choose this. You got to be like this. You have to do all these social standards. You got to make people proud or people are going to think you're weird if you choose this, this or this. And maybe not necessarily that you need to change your job to be creative, but I feel like everybody needs a creative outlet, okay? So I have a lot of friends and or family that are nurses, doctors, lawyers, and such. And I think there's a price to pay with jobs like that. So yeah, I think they are amazing jobs. I think that, you know, not a lot of People can do it. You have to have thick skin. For nursing, you got to watch people die. For being a lawyer, you got to be a liar. You got to memorize all these laws. Your whole life is school with these jobs. Yes, you make millions and hundreds or whatever, X amount of dollars. You have the Lexus, the Beamer, the house. You have financial stability. But, you know, Within that, I also feel like you don't live your life. I have experienced so many people in my life who never done so many things because they've chosen a certain path because they want to have this job, not because they're passionate about it, but because they want to have financial stability. But deep down, they're really photographers, painters, singers, poets, uh, writers, everything. And You know, I think it has a lot to do with social standards. I think it has a lot to do with our families, our parents, and, you know, trying to survive in this fucking world, yo. And, you know, for me, it took me a while as well. It took me a while to pick what I picked. Originally, it was supposed to be fashion. I wanted to make clothes. I grew up with my grandmother who was like, oh, let's put these clothes together. If you match this with this, Jacqueline, this will look good. And I would always just stare at her while she would, you know, get ready for the date. It didn't even matter where she went, but my grandma was popping. She had beautiful like keds and flowery shirts, gold jewelry, pearls. And, you know, she always said, if you look good, you feel good. And I believe that to the fullest. And I I feel like I'm like her in a certain way, you know, and I love fashion so much. And I think that's what made me choose hairstyling, right? Cosmetology. I wanted to make people feel better with the way they looked because, you know, growing up, just like my last episode, I didn't grow up sexy. I grew up dorky and ugly and weird, And I had to learn to like fall into my style. And whether or not you think that's important, it is. It's important to find out who you are and the things you like and, you know, what you want to paint for people to see about you, right? Um, I don't know. I I just wanted to talk about this just because I find that now that we're getting older, People tell me that, you know, they're lawyers, but they want to be bakers. They want to make cakes, y'all. They want to make muffins and shit. And 
there's nothing wrong with that. There, there's nothing wrong with going from a salary that's two hundred thousand a year to fifty thousand a year because money is whatever. I saw a meme a long time ago, and it was of a man running towards money, right? And it was like the first little clip on the top. And the money was on like wings and it was like flying away. And he was running and running. The next clip, he was way older in a wheelchair and he had a bunch of fucking money in his lap. But he was already about to die. And I feel like that was such a powerful image because I was like, damn, you know, we all chasing money. We're always chasing money. Yes, money, financial freedom. Financial freedom brings more quality time for the things you want to do in your life. Yes, money is important. Of course it is. But it is also important to find what you love to do. And that also falls into being confident and with your insecurities, like the last episode, finding your own kingdom finding your own sanctuary of who you are like what is it that makes you feel most like yourself because that is your passion what is it that easily flows through your fingers and your lips and your tongue what is it Uh, it's hard you know it's gonna take time for me it took a while too because I was scared. I was like, oh man, my sister's a nurse. My mom's a nurse. All my cousins have all these amazing doctor and nursing jobs making bank. And here I am, a hairstylist where people think, ah, oh, she doesn't make money. Ah, oh, like she's stupid. Yada, da, da, da. Listen, as a creative, you choose a harder job because Not that you have to prove something, but you got to hustle. You have to hustle your imagination constantly. And here's the thing. Now, before I used to like get all sad because people would be like, she probably isn't smart. She didn't really go to a real college. She went to vocational school. She doesn't have a degree. But listen, I feel like I have found the secret to my happiness because they say, if you love what you do, you won't work another day in your life. And I love it, yo. I hella love it. So it's just interesting. It's interesting, the give and take. Um, you can make nurse money being a hairstylist. Uh, on average, a color costs, at minimum, around 300 to $400, not including a cut. And how many people do you need a day to get, like, you know, pretty good, you know, weekly paycheck you make your own paycheck as a creative you make your own hours you are your own boss and you know in turn like being creative you also get burnt out I hella get burnt out this making this podcast um sometimes I get burnt out doing it too because it's a lot telling you guys everything about me and I'm like whoa people are really listening and you know I hope you guys resonate with what I say and I hope that you know while you listen to this you think about things that keep you creative whether it be cooking you know like I don't know making music rapping even though you're rapping and you're drunk and it's dumb or whatever it is you have to find the inner child Peter Pan baby you have to find it so that you don't lose it Because then you're just going to get caught into this routine. And of course, yes, hustle, hustle. Yes, be super responsible. Have your shit together and stuff. But always remember to like keep that inner child alive. I just finished watching uh, the Selena series. And I grew up, you guys, watching Selena's. 
And if you guys don't know who Selena was, she was a very famous singer. Um, you must look her up if you have not seen it. It's on Netflix, Selena. And I was crying so hard at this one scene. So she finally makes it uh, to the Grammys, I believe. And she comes out of the car, but she's so nervous because it's her first time. You know, she got uh, she was about to win a Grammy or whatever. And when she got out of the car, she, like, felt so nervous and she, like, froze up, right? And her family and her her dude is behind her, la, la, la. And it changes from her as this grown-ass adult into this younger girl. And the younger girl smiles and she's like, ah, I got this. And she walks down the red carpet like a fucking boss. And I feel like in so many instances, even in my life, I'm like, dude, would the little kid version of myself be proud of me? And you got to ask yourself that. When you are going through bad shit or you don't know what to choose or whatever, would the younger version of you be happy with the choices you've been making? And if not, then maybe you should change it. And, you know, maybe some people will argue if they listen to this and they're like, ah, you, you got to grow up from being a kid. You got to do this, this, and this. And... Here's the thing. Have you ever talked or spoke to a five-year-old? Everything they say is completely blunt. Everything that they say is completely true, right? They will never, like, bullshit you. So if you're like, oh, you like my hair? They'll be like, nah, you look ugly, right? So I feel like the little kid version of you is the truest form of yourself. And once you can tap into that and never forget that, oh, when I was young, I really, I really missed doing that. Maybe you could tap into other things. Like if you are fucking up and you're like, damn, like I'm so bored. I'm getting burnt out. Tap into your younger self and try to find those things that you like to do when you were like five, six, ten years old. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's really important. So I just wanted to tie that in, you guys, because I just, I don't know. I was really moved by the Selena's Netflix show. (laughs) I hella cried. Maybe it was because I was on my period, but you know, you don't know. And I wanted to share uh, two stories that I have with uh, two jobs that I had growing up, all right? Uh, It's just really funny. So maybe around 16, yeah, 16 years old, I worked at Islands. It's a burger joint. I was a hostess there. I did takeout. I also was a server. And I remember um, I was at a closing shift and I was closing with the bartender and one cook and so it was probably I think we closed at nine it was probably 8 50 8 51 we know nobody's gonna come in like who's the asshole that comes in at that time y'all so we and the bartender and the cook you know we all look at each other they're both from Hawaii and the cook is like this big Hawaiian guy he looks like uh I don't even know how to say his name. The guy that sings Somewhere Over the Rainbow. He literally looks like that. He goes, hey, guys. And I'm like, what? And he goes, look at what I got. He pulls out three Reese's Pieces uh, candies. And I'm like, oh, what is that? He goes, they're edibles, man. And I look on the edible thing and it says 250 milligrams of THC, which, by the way, is a lot. That's quite a bit. But at the time, at 16 years old, a girl was a chief rocker. I thought I could do everything. 
I smoked a lot. I had a bong in my car. I was just a beast at smoking weed, okay? And we all looked at each other like, it's like 8.53. We could do it. Nobody's going to come in, whatever. So we all ate the Reese's Pieces cup, you guys. The whole entire thing, we're just like, mmm. And you know, when we worked at Islands, all of our coworkers were part of like this friendship clan. We all kicked it. We all went to each other's like birthdays and stuff. So they're like family. So we ate it and we didn't think nothing of it. 855, 8.56, about 20, 40-something-year-olds come in and they go, yeah, um, a table for 20? And we looked at them and we're like, um, we're about to close, ma'am. And, you know, we had just ate the edibles. And she's like, well, it's just a book club. We're just going to eat really fast a couple salads. And literally, they sat themselves. So what are we supposed to do? We cannot deny them. So we all three looked at each other and... All of us put our hands over our heads. We're like, oh, fuck. We're going to get fucked up. We all ate hella weed, right? So, you know, they sit down. We're taking the order. And as we're taking the order, I am, I am blazed. My eyes are literally, they feel like leather. They're dry as fuck. Um, my friend who's the bartender, he's like cracking up the whole time. <laughs> the cook in the back, he's literally has his eyes and he's like crying, laughing. And I'm trying to hold in my laugh like there's like a volcano about to erupt out of my fucking stomach. And you know, we get through this fucking dinner for this fucking book club of 20 women, okay? And you know, they're laughing. They're like, oh my god, you guys are so funny. You guys are laughing so much. And oh man, I'll never forget it, yo. I'll never forget it because I have never been that high at work. And it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. We got tipped hella. And you know what? I don't think those two guys will ever forget it. And that was a time in my life where I had to be A1, even though I felt not A1. Okay, and another story, and I'm going to end it after this story. Do you guys remember a long time ago when some guy ate basalts and then when he ate basalts he ate someone's face if you recall this you are probably laughing so directly after i finished working at islands because i was like "Ah, i don't want to work at a burger joint anymore my friend that worked at islands got me a job at donovan's which is this fancy ass steakhouse in downtown san diego and I was a hostess there. I had to wear blazers, pencil skirts. I had to say ma'am and sir. You know, there was the guy that like, you know, took the breadcrumbs, that little like brush thingy or whatever. You know, that fancy bougie shit. It was owned by, I think, the Padres. Uh, a steak was like a hundred something bucks, maybe more, not including sides, right? Ridiculous. And you know, I needed that job because I think that's when I was about to start cosmetology school. And uh, I remember I met Jerry Springer there. I met a bunch of Padres players, just rich people from San Diego. And I remember I also didn't like working there because everyone that I worked with was super bougie. They're from Coronado, which is like where all the rich people live in San Diego. And they thought I was ghetto, which was fine because uh, I didn't say things like, that's such a shit show like oh my god i would say things like hey dude what's up so i would get in trouble all the time for talking the way that i did because i said dude and man and you know just trying to be myself and i remember one day some guy walked in and it was really slow and i was the only hostess in the front and usually when you're in the front you're like oh are we celebrating anything today uh would you like to sit upstairs downstairs yada yada 
So the guy comes in and he's like, no, just for one, I could sit wherever. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I grab a bunch of wine glasses and I'm walking him to his table. And you know, I'm in my like cute little outfit looking like I'm like some businesswoman. And uh, I see him to the table and he looks at me, he goes, hey, you remember like some guy ate some dude's face because he ate bath salts? And I was like, Mm, yeah I heard about that pretty crazy man right he goes yeah it's fucking disgusting dude I'm like it is it is so the guy eats he leaves moments later I get called up into the freaking office and my boss goes we need to talk Jackie I'm like excuse me and he goes yeah you're fired and I was like what and he goes you're fired because you were talking about someone's eating someone's face I was like for real man and he goes yes I'm sorry Jackie I'm like but I did and he goes I don't want to hear I'm like I didn't say and so basically I took off my fucking name tag which said Jacqueline not Jackie and I went all right I'm out I left and I remember I was like where the fuck am I gonna work now and you know what I ended up working at a clothing store while I was going to fucking cosmetology school I worked at the mall from like I got out of school like five, so I worked at the mall from like six, sometimes six to 12. I had school Tuesday through Saturday, off Sunday, Mondays, and I was just getting it, y'all. And that's what you have to do. Sometimes that's what you have to do to do the job that you love. So to fast forward from there, yeah, uh, I had a bunch of restaurant jobs and I worked at a clothing store and you know what, I'm going to say this too. I think that a lot of people have misconceptions of people that work at restaurants. If you have worked at a restaurant, you know how to tip correctly. I feel like people tip horribly or they don't know that if you just double the tax, it's 20%. And that's basically how much you should be tipping if you have good service, if not more, because people work off tip. Also, if you've worked at a restaurant, you know about time management. I've worked in salons where people got double booked and like, what the fuck do I do? There's like another person coming in and they freak out. But really, what you do is just you put like a deep conditioner on somebody, you just relax, and you just know how to talk to people. Working at a restaurant, you learn how to talk to people, you have time management, you know how to seat people, and you just know customer service. And there's a lot of people who have not worked at restaurants and don't know how to do time management skills. And it's just funny. Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge a hairstylist because you don't know how much they make. Don't judge them because you do not know how to formulate colors and or cut hair. And that's pretty much it. I just wanted to make it short and simple. I miss you guys. Okay, bye.